Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I'm here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello there. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Elisa Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Elisa, and today it is Wednesday, July the 21st. Now, today I'm having a conversation with a new friend. (laughs) How many people out there listening right now have made a new friend or two over the course of this pandemic? Like, what an odd thing, right? Or, Or is it? I mean, it's been such an odd 18 months for our social life, right? And even as adults, I mean, I'm a 40-year-old introvert who is pretty much a homebody, and I thrive in my independence and in small groups or completely on my own. And I, I met a friend, a new friend, and a really, really great one. And I wanted to highlight this fact because, yeah, I meet people for the podcast and on social media often. However, Michelle Wolf, who who is my guest today, is one of those charming, inspirational, high vibrational women who just makes you feel good about yourself. And as soon as we became friends, I wanted to share her light with you all and invite her onto the show. So she's here today. And this is really interesting because Michelle is all about building community. We have a lot in common, which you're gonna learn all about, and I'm betting that she also has a lot in common with you. Her struggles, her trauma, her grief, they've all led her down a very dark road that had difficult and challenging impacts on her life. However, she was on a mission to do quote unquote, the work, which I love. And she knew deep down that life was bigger than the way she was experiencing it. Now, The foundation of her healing, and actually this is really big, so listen up. The foundation of her healing journey and adapting to her ever-changing life is to keep moving forward. Make one decision at a time. Make one move at a time. One step at a time. The idea is that we don't get stuck in the past or project ourselves into the future. Love that. We stay present. Love that. And keep moving forward in this moment. Time moves and thus so must we. So Michelle created something called the Move Forward Collective, Move, M-U-V-E, which is an online space for women to share their stories and learn from others and connect with each other and be inspired by stories of overcoming struggle. Like how cool is that? I mean, one of the biggest things that I love her for is her health and wellness, passion. She has a passion for it and she's a self-care advocate and a motivator and a beautiful thought leader. And today's episode is fun. It's inspiring and it's a genuine chat between two friends about life, our struggles and what it all means. We unpack so many gems in here and, and interpret things and share. And it's a really beautiful conversation. I think it's Michelle's goal in life to come together as strangers and leave as friends. (laughs) So let's get into this episode so that you can fall in love with her just like I did. Here's Michelle Wolf. 
All right. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? I'm fabulous, Alyssa. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. So I want to give the viewers or the listeners the viewers. Duh. I want to give the listeners uh, a little background on us because we've recently sort of come together um, and met each other. And I just, I love your style. I love everything that you stand for. I love everything you stand against. I love what you're doing. And I was actually a guest on your podcast, which was awesome. Um, You host an amazing show called the Move Forward Podcast. So good. Your guests are amazing. You are you're probably in my top three favorite podcasts right now. And I'm not even kidding. You have an awesome show. I love it. Oh, that is really sweet. Thank you. And I love your show. So it's like such a compliment. So thank you. Yeah, let's just... It's funny because I was asking my friend, I was like, I need to start, I really want to find some people to come on the show who have like really high energy and are like, you know, who I really feel connected with. And my mm-hmm. friend was like, you gotta, you've gotta talk to this girl. And it was you. And I was like, this is amazing. And it really worked out because I feel like we're, you know, we're at the same level and we're connected. So it's great. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So if you're a fan of the Elisa Unfiltered podcast, you got to go check out the Move the Move Forward podcast as well. And so we're going to talk today a little bit about our childhoods and a little bit about trauma and the journey and how our journey or your journey, to be more specific, has unfolded because this is a question that has been coming up over and over again with the people that are in the Elisa Unfiltered inner circle that I work with one-on-one people on my Instagram. The people in the Elisa Unfiltered community are just like most of us are on a journey. We are on a journey. And when the path is unclear, that's when we, you know, really want the support from the people around us. And you've had a really interesting story and upbringing And I would love for you to share some perspective on that. Yeah. And I I just want to say that the journey is ongoing forever, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh yes. I've been through a lot and I really, I I just remember thinking when I was younger, my friends who hadn't lost anyone. So I, I lost my mom was when I was younger and I'll get in more to that. But I just remember thinking that my friends hadn't had a loss, so they didn't quite Mm. get it. They didn't quite understand the value of life or how life works. It was like they were living in this little bubble that we protect our children in and and they don't necessarily see those tough those tough times that tough stuff because they don't they don't have to so why not protect them um so people like you or I who have to go through something really traumatic something really scary like sad we just you see different things you learn different things you you just you grow up quicker um So yeah, so my story really was I grew up on a farm and I had, you know, that perfect life of, you know, everybody doing their thing. My mom and dad working as hard as possible to get by. And, uh, and then my mom ended up getting cancer. And so it was about six months of her being in the hospital. You know, I had, I remember I had hair down in my butt, had to learn how to brush my own hair because Mm -hmm. she used to do it all the time. And I was eight years old and you know, you know, you you can hardly like get the brush all the way through. Um, and just 
having to learn all these life lessons and then for her to pass away. And I had two teenager siblings. I was the youngest and I just had to figure it out. I had to learn how to do things on my own or, you know, just, just figure out all those life lessons that typically you would have help with, with a mother. Um, so that was really the big thing that happened in my life when I was younger and just kind of working through that, that trauma and dealing with that. And yeah, so that, that, that's the main thing. Okay. So you're eight years old. You're, yeah. you watch your mother get cancer. You lose your mother. You have two siblings. You're living on a farm. You do. Is your father in the picture? Oh, yeah. Is dad in so the picture? Dad is incredible. He always worked in the fields, always mm-hmm. very, very, very busy. He lost his dad when he was 15. So he took over the farm with his brother and they've worked very hard to build it. And um, so my dad's in the picture and he's like a teddy bear. He's a wonderful human. And that's why I say like everyone says that I, you know, they always say like, what was me? Or like they, they sit, think that I had this terrible, terrible upbringing. But I'm like, you know, yes, I did lose my mom, but I feel very supported. I feel like very grateful because I actually did have quite, um, a very supportive, um, healthy grow up, like growing up. Yes. I, I felt, I felt like I had a good life. I didn't feel like a victim. Um, yeah. So, so my, my dad was definitely around and helped us out, but it was learning for him too. He, it's not like he did the laundry or cleaned or did any, mm-hmm. any of that. Mm-hmm. He had to learn everything just the same as we did. It's, I'm really happy that you brought that up in, in the sense of like, oftentimes when we think about the, the bad stuff that happens in our childhood, we kind of blanket statement it as, well, my childhood was okay. And it's a classic yes and situation. Like, yes, I went through a crazy trauma in my life and I had a good upbringing and I had a loving supportive family or you can say it the other way I had a relatively great childhood with a loving parent and siblings and I had trauma in my life so it's really interesting how like oftentimes we're gravitated to like one thing it can't be more than one thing and so I I love that about your story that you do share both sides you share more it's like you have had this epiphany or you view your life from the perspective of there there's many things happening at once here and so I don't need to identify with just one thing Uh how does that resonate with you with me saying that yeah I I feel blessed because I feel like I I had a lot of support from a community and mm-hmm. from family. My mom had five sisters and it's funny because they, they were into self-development. Mm-hmm. I had aunts who really followed like a positive mindset. They, you know, when I was sick, they would say, don't say you're sick, say, I'm not feeling great, but I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel better. I'm feeling better already. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they would really put that in my mindset, but yet, but yet that same aunt was also going through depression since my mom passed away and had many days in bed. And I remember seeing that, but not really understanding what that was because I was just a little girl. Um, But I definitely think that all of us 
can go through moments where we're so down, but yet we're also being grateful for the other things that are in our lives and seeing the positive. Cause that's just life. like, like it's inevitable that we're all going to go through trauma. And I've been through trauma. I can tell you more about trauma that I've had in, in this past future or like just, just recently even yes. yeah. where I was so down, but yet I could also know and see that that was going to come to an end. I was going to be able to get through it, move forward and, and feel better. Like feel the light at the end of that tunnel, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's really powerful. And so you, you have, you said you grew up quickly. You had to grow up quickly. So, and you didn't have the same experiences as your friends, as your friends growing up and they didn't, you couldn't really relate to them. At what point in your life did you start to embrace that we are all on our own journey and start to bring everyone together into sort of this collective mindset shift, this collective community that you're building? Oh, that's a great question. I feel like I've always been on that mission. Okay. But really creating it into a career, Mm -hmm. um, in the last couple of years, like in the last, yeah, in the last two years, uh, two, three years, I had a year, another, a year of hell, I like to say it. Can you tell us about um, it? Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. And it's, it's really funny because everybody always says like, oh, you lost your mom must be the biggest traumatic thing in your life. Like, no, 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 no. I was a little girl and I processed it differently than what I do now as an adult. So okay. even though that was a huge trauma, it doesn't seem like the biggest trauma that I went through. Now, even some of these little things that I go through mm-hmm. or other things I go through can be even more traumatic and more detrimental and just, you know, affect me in a different level. So in 2019, I, um, I had, my nephew passed away. He's two, he was two. Um, he passed away. Um, my sister's house that was almost built burnt to a crisp. (sighs) I had some personal health stuff, um, going on with myself and what else happened? Oh, my stepdaughter who, um, it was, seven at the time her mom passed away from cancer um so basically the exact same story that i had already went through um so all of this happened within one year and i just remember it was shortly after my nephew had passed and i remember i remember being so sad and i remember thinking like i remember crying in my in my living room and telling myself that I need to move my body because I'm all about movement. Like, you know, the Move Forward podcast, yeah. Move Collective. Like, I always put that movement in there. I really believe that when we're staying still, we are stagnant and that can cause diseases. So I'm mm-hmm. all about, okay, I just have to move forward. I need to move in some way. Even though I don't feel good, I have to do something. So I started moving my body and I was literally just like, I put on some music. It was, um, oh my God, I forget the song right now, but it's like such a sad song. And I just, I was weeping and I'm moving my body just because like I know that it's like it's it's hopefully going to help me in some way and and I would do that each morning I would put on this music I would cry Mm. and I would just move my body because it was like all that I knew to do it's all I knew in my heart that like these are the tools right I've been practicing so long to help other people move forward through their struggles how do I do this how do I overcome it Mm -hmm. and that was one of the things was just like I just need to move my body I need to move the energy something's got to give and so yeah I just like it's like I was almost like floating and and mind you I'm in a car 
condo, 32 floors in the air with all windows. So I felt like I was in the sky and I was literally just like floating as I'm listening to the song and just like sobbing. And you know, there was a day that came where I put on a better song. I put on a song that was Mm. better energy and I didn't cry and I just Mm. danced and I had a smile on my face and it just, you know, it just like had this shift. And I think I completely went off and did not answer your question, but (laughs) for people who are listening, it's like, I, I knew that that was going to help me. And so, oh, here we go. So this is why I then started to make, I started and creating, created the podcast, move forward podcast. Cause I was like, okay, if I'm going through this and I had the tools, I knew the answers of how to overcome this. How can I help the next person go, mm-hmm. go through this quicker and with support, like, how can I do that? And so this is where the move forward podcast came from originally. And I was like, I know that helping other people is going to make me feel better as well. So, you know, there's a little bit of that there too. And, and, and yeah, so just, just creating something for other people to learn, to educate them, to inspire them, to give them those tools that I had that helped me. And it's different for everyone. That's why, like, I could give you a whole long list of stuff because Mm -hmm. what works for me might not work for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the Move Forward podcast, the Move Collective, it really all started that year of hell. That year that was just like so much turmoil for me and my family, and mm-hmm. I just I needed something to move forward from, you know? mm-hmm. and and that's why I love helping other people um, heal and inspiring them to to live well and move forward from all their life challenges. I really love that because you know movement really gets you in your body. Movement gets you out of your mind for the most part. I mean, if you're like, I don't know, a professional athlete working on like professional skills, you have to be thinking a lot while you're moving. (laughs) I mean, if you're in the Olympics, the Olympians coming up, you know, they're thinking too, but like in performance, you don't, you lose that. It becomes, you become, you, you you go into your body. And when we're going through trauma, that somatic response, that, that, the tension that we hold on our body, the, the emotions that we're pushing down because we have shame. We don't know how to handle or process those emotions in those moments coming into our body can be really, really difficult. And I love that you put music on and just move because music is really a very, um, helpful tool to get you back into your body. I mean, I know a lot of, uh, people who, And even myself, when I'm pissed off, if I have a really hard workout, it's helpful. Like I've been kind of shitty this past week and running has really got me into my groove. But there's also that fine line, not to like put a negative twist on this, of like punishing yourself through movement as well. Have you experienced that too? Oh, yes. And my body knows it and tells me and Mm -hmm. like, teaches me a lesson. So, um, it's all about the nervous system. If your nervous system Mm -hmm. is on overdrive, then having those hit workouts or having that like extra hard workout is just not going to be useful for your body, which is why, for instance, with the pandemic, um, I've gotten into doing more Pilates and yoga and slower movements. I am all about typically in the past, I was all about hit work, hit workouts, Mm -hmm. but it just wasn't serving me during this pandemic because I was already on that, like that, that high 
my with with my nervous system and it just like it just doesn't serve me I'll get cold sores um okay and pains I will get yep. irritable bowel syndrome I'll get just like just stuff happens that I, my body is saying like uh no like you need to slow down now um so yeah you do need to be mindful of that as well but again it all comes back to really just like listening to your body and paying attention to what it needs I'm a firm believer of that yeah and maybe if you're getting cold sores paying attention to like what's happening in your life not just the cold sore like we always we have like symptoms and we're like ugh, we don't actually look at the source we try to treat the symptom instead of Yes. I went through a very similar thing because I, I'm actually just starting my marathon training. I'm starting another, I'm going to run a marathon in October, but there was times in my life where I was like running a million kilometers a week and I was dying and my body was speaking to me and I wasn't sleeping and I wasn't shitting and I wasn't smelling very good. And I was, you know, having these issues and I was like, it's not about the running is the release for me, but really I had to like take a step back and be like, actually, this is causing stress in my body. This isn't good. Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. And there's ways you can get around that. Like if you still love the running, maybe it's just that you need to add in like lots of meditation, extra Mm. hours of sleep, more nutrition. Your body is somewhere not happy with you. Mm -hmm. And so, and so you just have to be really aware of that. Maybe get some help from naturopaths, doctors, whoever it is. But mm-hmm. but yeah, there's typically something going on when your body is giving you these signs. And I know that. As soon as I get a cold sore, okay, I've had a couple of late nights. You know, I've had way too much sugar. Um, if I had, you know, I don't drink anymore. But when I used to have wine, cold sore immediately. Interesting. Like, okay. Clearly my body doesn't like that. Yeah. So it's just, it's just listening to that. And I'm so aware, like if anything happens, I I typically know where it's coming from because I'm so aware of what's going on with myself, my body, my lifestyle. And I feel really fabulous all the time because of that. You know, (laughs) I'm I'm aware of it and I don't want to feel, it's so funny. Okay. I'm going to tell you the story. Please. I was starting to have these stomach aches just past it recently I was having stomach aches, stomach aches quite a while like from like four o'clock until the rest of the day I was having these mm. stomach aches and I haven't had these since I was a little girl I used to get stomach aches all the time and I've you know cleaned up my diet and I've helped um support my my bowels and and all of that so um I don't really have that anymore but I've been having these issues and I'm like okay I gotta figure this out I gotta figure this out so I've been having these bars these certain bars they're like they're they're just filled with fat. So good stuff. Not even a lot of carbs, not a lot of sugar. It's just like lots of fat in them, but there's also like not so great oils and like other things mm. that maybe it could be that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave it for a week. Didn't have it for a week. No pain. Had one after that week. Oh my God. Dying. Like no so way. much pain. I was mm. in so much pain. I'm like, there's something in this that's telling me it doesn't like it, that my body doesn't want it. And so I just have to listen to that. No more bars, no problem. I don't want to feel like garbage. I want to feel amazing. I have more energy. I'm happier. Like I do not need to feel pain in my stomach all day. You know? I'm so happy that you said that. Preach, girl. Preach. Like it's, it's incredible how often uh, we don't associate what's happening in our body to our choices. We just kind of, it is what it is kind of situation. But then when you pay attention in this way, oh, this is like my life. This is my life's mission. And I think, I think 
I, now I worked with someone who told me that I was sensitive. And of course I was like, screw you lady. I am not sensitive. Who's calling me sensitive. And of course <laughs> that reaction in itself was a very big indicator that I am sensitive. Which, a little trigger. It was a huge trigger, which now I have like, I see that as a huge positive. So I flipped that around and I, I, I really love that I'm sensitive because I'm now able to really tap into the different things happening in my body. For example, like same with you, with your stomach aches and being able to connect those dots in a way that really serves me. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I have a sensitive stomach and I I don't want to say I have a sensitive stomach. Don't get me wrong. I used to be able to drink 12 12 beers in a night and be sure fine with with mcdonald's and the putins and the whatever and then you had cake and then you were just like woo, yeah Yeah, totally and i thought it was amazing (laughs) meanwhile then i'd get a cold sore later that week and think that that was just normal um but no really it's like yeah i I can have a sensitive stomach and it can tell me what it needs and what it doesn't need and i'm fine with that because i'm gonna listen now before i didn't Mm. listen you know Mm -hmm. as a kid you don't really pay attention and even adults now because they don't know they don't know that there's something wrong because that's what they have every single day. So they think it's quote unquote normal Mm -hmm. to feel like garbage. It's not normal to feel like garbage. It's normal to feel amazing. It's normal to feel like to have energy. It's normal to, um, yeah, just feel good all around. And that is if you are giving your body what it needs and don't get me wrong. I still have cookies. I still have ice cream. I still Mm -hmm. indulge from time to time, but I'm not going to do it all the time. And I'm not going to do it if it is a certain thing that I know is going to hurt my stomach. I yes. Don't. That's wise. That's that's living that's living wisely in my opinion. So I want to talk about that cuz those little things being sensitive you're you're aware of your little triggers or your little traumas that are happening in your body. If you eat something and your body feels like shit, that's in my opinion a, a mini trauma. Like your body you're putting your body through stress. Okay? So before the show we actually had a little chat about trauma because you know we we classify losing your mom when you're eight years old to be pretty freaking traumatic whether you were able to process that the same way as you would now or then and I want to ask you um because something that's coming up in my community a little bit is is dismissing those little triggers or those little traumas quote unquote as you know, less than people dismiss what's happening in their lives as trauma because it's not as bad as maybe someone else in their life. Can you speak to that a little bit? Oh my God. This comes up all the time for me Mm -hmm. I think because I've had such a big trauma or everyone, everyone sees it as such a big trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, and I say it time and time again, it's, it doesn't matter how big the trauma is. It, uh, it's going to affect you in a different way than the next person. And we're too hard on ourselves. We are so hard on ourselves that we think that our problem is not as big or as as important as the next person. And that's not fair for you to Mm. think that because just because it's not as what you think as big as the the next person, it doesn't mean that it's not going to be harmful to you and your body and your nervous system and your emotions because we all have different traumas. So I have friends often who will say, I can't come to you. I can't come to you and tell you about this. I can't complain about this because you've been through this. 
and this is just a little issue, you know, like I, I don't like the people I work with, or I feel like I'm stuck in my relationship or I'm, I hate my job or, you know, they, they have these quote unquote little problems or little traumas or little things that are going on, even like a dog dying, that can be so big. That can huge. That can be as big as losing a parent to some people. It's like a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I just, I, I strongly believe that your trauma is just as valid and just as real as everyone else's because it's your trauma. So Mm -hmm. whether it's what you've gone through with this pandemic, losing a job, bankruptcy, whether you've lost a child, whether you like whatever your trauma is, whether it's big or whether it's small, it's just as valid. But the other thing I want to say is that it's just as important to understand that you can move forward from it. So you Mm -hmm. can get stuck in it. Anyone can get stuck in this trauma, whether it's big or whether it's small, but it is up to you to really get, get a grip on the fact that you, whether you need help whether you need support, whatever it is, but you can move forward from it. And you can still have that pain. You can still feel angry, sad, mad for the rest of your life, but you can also find joy. You can also find happiness. You can also move forward and do really incredible things while also having that sadness. It can live together. They can coexist exist together and they sh- as they should. Um, that is so amazing. That's, the, yeah. that's big, right? Yeah, that's that's big. huge for people to really come to grips to know that. Like if I can move forward from losing my mom, like, come on, we yeah. can, we can move forward from anything really, mm-hmm. you know? And not only move forward, move forward with compassion and grace yes. and love and, and, Yes, being hurt and feeling love at the same yeah. time. And like the this story is really impactful for, for me. Like what, I, what was coming up was how many people that are suffering, they have been trained to really suppress that because of the people around them and how they they that's that's really uh, so many people experience trauma and suppress it. And it becomes this unexpressed emotion that lives in our body and becomes disease or dis-ease, however you want to see it. And instead of looking through it as the lens of, yes, I've experienced this and I'm going to now take this journey or I'm going to take one step in this direction over there. It's not like we need to, uh, when, when bad things happen in our lives, Bad things happen. Bad things are going to happen. More bad things are going to happen to both of us. And and yeah. I, I don't like to be dismissive or I, I don't really like to say like it's inevitable, but like we've gone through so but many, is, but it is, but we've <laughs> gone through so many bad things in our lives and we are still on the path. We are paying attention. We are holding space for that. You know, so that was really powerful because when empowering rather empowerful, I think I made up a new word there. I like it. I like it too. (laughs) In the getting stuck in the in the getting stuck in that mindset that I am now damaged or this is who I am. I am a victim of my life and and staying in that mindset. Um, I would love to know how you were able to come out of the fog of that 
victim, this is the worst year ever place that you were in? Oh my God. Okay. I love that. So I do, I do feel blessed because I feel like I innately like really feel positive at like as a human, I feel like I do look for the positivity. Um, but a lot of it comes from the support. It comes from the people around you. My dad's a bit of a, like as much as he's a teddy bear, he's a hard ass. Yeah. And if he, if he sees something that's happening with me, he'll be like, come on, suck it up. Like he said, I shouldn't say that. He said it to me once and I needed it. I really did need it. I wasn't able, he, he was moving out of our farmhouse. Okay. So he was moving out of our farmhouse, moving in with the person that he's with. And we're not very close, his new partner. Um, but she's been in our lives for 20 years. She just never really wanted to make us a family. Um, Mm. and is a very different person than my mom. So it just never really clicked. Mm. And so I had a lot of sorrow and the farm stayed in the family. My brother took it over with his wife, but you know, I come into the house and her and all of her friends and her sisters are painting my mom and dad's bedroom. You know, I walk into this and I'm like, Oh my God. You know, (laughs) it's like, I gotta go. And I just like, I I was so sad inside. And I just like, it was so hard for me that year to get over this. And he was just like, look, Michelle, it's happening whether you like it or not. So you're going to have to just suck it up and move forward. And I was like, damn, dad, it was harsh. But you know what? It was literally within that next week where I was like, he's right. He's right. Just got to move forward and it's all good. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's different for everyone. Sometimes we need a little tough love. Sometimes we need extra care. Um, but it's the work we talk about. We, you and I have talked about this, like mm-hmm. the work, how do, what is the work? Yeah. How what is the work? On? What is the work? Let's, let's get into it, girl. <laughs> I love that. I've asked you this question as well. Yeah. The work is such a frustrating question. Mm-hmm. People are going to tell you, oh, you've got this issue. Just do the work. Oh, yeah. you want to move forward forward from that? Just do the yeah, work. Yeah, just do the work. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, I'm giving a, a, a middle finger to the to those people. Like, fuck off. <laughs> exactly. But unfortunately, I cannot give you that magic recipe of what mm-hmm. that work is. I just can't because it's different for all of us. So what I'm going to give you is a few ideas of what worked for me. So mm-hmm. when my mom passed... And I was like, holy hell, like she got sick. How'd she get sick? Like we're, we're pretty healthy. We eat generally pretty healthy. Looking yeah. back now, we didn't, but, but you know, we did. Um, well, what is it? Well, I investigated, I read, I looked into it. I was like, okay, what could be causing cancer? Stress? Okay. Let's limit stress. All right. What else could it be? Chemicals mm-hmm. in your food. Okay. Let's limit those. Awesome. Sweet. And then became podcasts. Podcasts started to come out. So I'm going to listen to more podcasts about this topic that I'm trying to get help with. And then I'm going to read a book about this topic that I'm trying to get help with. And then I'm going to actually see a therapist or a mentor or a coach. And I'm going to be specific about this topic, whether it's painful, whether it's uncomfortable. I'm just going to continue to research it, be engulfed in it. Like just complete. They say that if you, um, I'm really bad with sayings, but I feel like 
they, they say these sayings that like, you know, if you really put your time and your effort into something, that is where you're going to evolve and grow mm-hmm. and, and learn from. And so like the more I can read, the more I can, um, learn from other people, the more I can listen, that is how I'm going to learn. And so if you're struggling with overcoming from pain or sorrow or something specific, engulf yourself in that, like learn about it and just like, just do it everything possible you can. And one day you'll be like, Oh damn, I did the work. And Mm -hmm. the work is all of those things. All those little things add up to being the work that's going to help you. It's not going to just change overnight. Maybe not in a week, maybe not even like two years. Maybe it's going to take you 10 years, but in time, you're going to wake up one day and be like, Holy crap. I did the work and I feel fucking fantabulous. And now I'm going to go help other people do it too. Because Mm -hmm that's all you're going to want to do because it feels so good when you get to that other side and you're like, wow, I used to be over here. I used to feel like this and now I'm over here and I feel amazing. Mm -hmm. So that work is different for everyone. But in this world that we are living in, there's so many things we can do, you know, like if it has to do with your health, acupuncture, um, iridology, naturopaths, like you can go and see so many different people. So really like get clear with what feels good to you. Maybe you've heard about it in the news or from a friend and it sounded really cool. Go for it. Give it a try. If you, if you heard something, you were like, nope, no way. Well then, you know, give that time and maybe just wait till later. Maybe it feels better later or maybe never. But if something, if something keeps coming to you and you're like, okay, I got to try it. Like me with meditation, people kept saying it, just meditate, meditate. I know. Same. (laughs) Years and years and years and years later. And then finally this past January, I made a commitment to do it for 30 days. And now I've done it consecutively. Like I've only missed a handful of times since January. Um, and we're in the sixth month already. And it's like, good for you. you you know, it's, it's pot or seventh month. I don't even know where we're at now. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's like, if you keep hearing something, then go for it, give it a try. And that is the work and, yes. and just be consistent. That is the work. I, okay. What that is huge, a huge takeaway for anyone listening right now. If you are doing nothing, nothing will change. If you are gravitating and trying things out, you're not necessarily going to throw the dart and hit the bullseye on the first toss. And that is scary because when you start going down a direction or down the path without everyone wants certainty. Are you, is, if I will do this only if you can 100% guarantee it's going to help me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? There is no certainty in this life and what works for me may not work for you, but if you don't try it, it's like the Michael Jordan saying, uh, you will miss every shot you don't take or whatever. Exactly. And that the work is sometimes in the trial and error, especially when it comes to our emotions and our feelings and our traumas, because so many of us have actually been taught skills to suppress that feeling as opposed to working through it like that meditation that you're doing. So 
you're starting to peel the layers through meditation that you have never faced before. And and what's happening? It's not that scary. It's actually fucking awesome. Right. (laughs) It's great. And you're like, why didn't I do this before? That was like me. I was like, why did it take me five years to do this? Like, duh. (laughs) But it's because you weren't in a space to be able to, you weren't in a place in your life to be able to hold the power that this is giving you. And so, because I'm a Taurus and I'm stubborn, so. Oh shit, you're a Taurus, I'm a Taurus. When's your birthday? I'm May 12th. When? I'm telling you, yeah. you're May 12th, I'm May 1st. Okay, well, freaking hell yeah. That I makes a lot of sense. similar in so many ways. I feel like I'm staring at myself when I look at you. <laughs> I know, it's so weird. Okay, but okay. I wanted to just mention this because um, over the past week, uh, I've been asking a lot of questions in my Facebook group and on Instagram and stuff. And one of the questions is like, what do you do when things get hard? You know, what is it that you do? be honest when things get hard. And I am, I've gotten hundreds of responses and they're all so different, but all so the same. And I'm going to tell you one thing that I'm finding fascinating there. You'll, you'll, I've been seeing things like, uh, I binge Netflix. I eat, I exercise. I, um, have support from my family, like things like that. Some of the people are like, I masturbate. I have sex. I listen to music, things like that. It's all really cool, but not one person so far has answered that they sit with their feelings and they allow themselves to have low energy days or they allow themselves to have a shitty day. It's very, very interesting. Have you, what, what's your experience with that? So I run away. You never had, you, you, you must not have got that answer. Oh, I, I do get run. I, I yep. Okay. I run away. Yep. I avoid, I, th- things like that. Yep. Well, and that's not exactly all I do, but I will say that's the innate thing. So even like when times got, like I, I've lived in different countries cause I needed to get away from the troubles and the trauma and all this mm-hmm. stuff that I was dealing with. Um, I ran away. I lived in Spain. I lived in Australia. I lived all over the world. Banff, Alberta. And now when I'm in a stressful moment or when I am not in a good place here at home specifically, so like with my partner, with my, my stepdaughter, I literally leave. I'm just like, I'm going in the car, I'm going for a drive. But I will say in that time, I do process it. So I don't just avoid it. I, I do sit in it, which I think is really cool. So I will leave the moment because I need to think about what's going on in my head. Mm -hmm. Why am I feeling this way is one of the biggest things because often it's not them. It's me. It's like, what am I feeling in this moment? Like, Mm -hmm. why do I feel stressed or why do I feel overwhelmed about this? Why did I talk that way? Or why did I feel, you know, these Mm -hmm. things? And so I definitely do do that. That is a huge thing for me. I'll typically go for a walk. So some type of movement, um, but any type of like, Yeah. Movement, getting away, removing myself from the scenario. I don't like to sit in that scenario and figure it out. I like to figure it out on my own. So I remove myself, leave, get out the door and figure it out. And then I often come back and I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. Either I have them apologize to me if it's something, you know, that's going on, or I apologize if it was something about myself. Um, so yeah, I say that. And you, I want, I want to touch on, you mentioned the thing about like, do you have your, do you allow yourself to have off days? Hell yeah. 
Yes. Absolutely. 100%. So I'm very blessed that I have my own job, my own career where I can do that. And I will literally mm-hmm. like lock off my day, like change my day up. Now, if it's an interview or something like this, mm-hmm. I'm not going to change the interview or I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to change somebody else's day. Um, but if I had something planned to get done or whatever, I'll, I'll scratch it to the next day. I just, I don't feel like I'm very creative when I'm in those low vibe moments. And yeah, so I just take, I just take time for me. Typically it's to move, to go for a walk, just like be at yeah. nature. Outside of the workplace, you know, I, it's, I'm happy you brought that up again too, because we can all adjust our days. Maybe not the nine to five job that we need to do, but when we come home, we can do things to give ourselves that space. And, and that is kind of what I'm talking about, but not really. Like, I love that you take yourself out of the position or the space that you're in to go to a different space to process. Yep. You're still processing instead of avoiding and not allowing yourself to think about what has happened. And you're you're not like you're still taking responsibility for the way you feel and moving through that. And that is so powerful. And I bet you meditation is really helping you with the clarity around that. Oh, yeah. I will say I am a thinker. So like, yeah, if something's wrong or some and and not like an obsessive one, Mm -hmm. I can totally ignore stuff or like, you know, I I, I lived um, I worked with neurological rehab clients for many years. So spinal cord injuries and all sorts of things like that. And so I hear a lot of really sad stuff and I can completely leave it at the door and leave it there. I don't take it home. I don't worry about it. Yeah. But my own stuff, I figure it out. I'm like so intrigued of like, okay, why did I act that way? Why are my hormones like really revved up today? Like what could it be? Mm -hmm. I love being super aware of that. Just like the food, like why did that food make me feel uncomfortable? Like what was in that? Like I, Mm -hmm. I have this like fascination of figuring it out. Like why? And Mm -hmm. so when it comes to my problems, yeah, no, I don't just like fluff them off. I'm always like, I know why this, like, I know why I'm feeling this way. So like, I need to like have a serious conversation with myself or with my partner or whoever it is. Cause like it's, this isn't going to go away. Like I need to deal with this problem. Uh, it's just going to keep yes. coming back. Yes. Preach. The heightened sense of self-awareness that you're speaking of is like music to my freaking ears. And it, it's not to say like, we're all at different levels of our awareness and our ability to process these types of things and, 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 and witness what's going on in our lives. Like be able to witness it from a non-judgmental perspective and look down and be like, okay, what am I going to do now? You know? And, and I, I love this area of your life that you're speaking to because, you know, this is the outcome of the work that you have done in your life of quote unquote, the work. This is what it, it feels like. What you're describing is being able to observe yourself and make choices and have hard conversations and be the witness to your life. It's so powerful. It's beautiful. I love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It feels very like freeing. Yes, it is. That's a, that's another word for that is like emotional, mental and emotional freedom. Yes. It actually is. And it doesn't mean that you're, you're like, um, exempt from having any hard feelings and that you're above every, no. all of this shit. Cause no, it's being able to like experience hard things and still 
uh, move forward. That's not the word I'm looking for, but that works. <laughs> it's still, but I, think it, I think it's like be like recognizing that, like I can process it. So yes. like, I'm still going to have those moments where I'm like, Oh, I didn't like that. I did that. Or that didn't feel good, but like, okay, how can I make it better? Whereas before it'd be like, okay, let's just avoid it. Or like, uh, it's so funny. My cousin said to me one time, I was just like, I, I used to always have this saying, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And one time she screamed at me. We were living in Australia. She's like, I don't care if you don't want to fucking talk about it. I need to talk about it, even though it's your problem. <laughs> and she's like, holy crap. She's like, you say that all the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you always say, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> But if you don't talk about it, then you're not going to deal with it. I'm like, oh, that's a thing? <laughs> Girl, I say the same thing. Every time we like, I don't do I don't want to talk. My mom's always like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. She's probably like turning into this dragon being like, well, I want to talk about it. That's so funny. Okay, but do you process it? Do oh, totally. It in a different way? I totally process it in a different okay. way. Because I am, like you said, a thinker. When you said you were a thinker, I wasn't thinking you were like this like egomaniac I know everything I'm the smartest person alive it's more like you internalize you have internal thoughts that you need to sit with to process them and figure out where they're coming from and that's me too when I have an experience I I retreat back I retreat into myself I get quiet I get I I go out side I go I totally go somewhere else I that that is a very good thing for me like whether it's in nature or I go on a workout but like in those moments I'm thinking about I'm ref, it's more like reflecting I reflect on what's happening and try to s- take myself out of the equation and witness it from like a bird's eye view from like a non-personal space and just see where everything fits in it's an interesting process about how i processing i mean we all process things differently but i really resonate with and i think i know i think you know i know your answer to this but i want to ask you do you are you hard on yourself Uh, when it's like yeah are you hard on yourself when you're like thinking and processing through something that you know you're not feeling good about I am oftentimes incredibly critical so yes I am hard on myself and that is um it's like a my default setting is to be hard on myself I had yeah based on like my dad and being an athlete like we being an athlete for team Canada you you don't get the sugar-coated like instruction. You're you're the best in the world. You need to be like yeah, they don't sugarcoat things. <laughs> they tell you like it is. Okay, Fix okay. that, do that, eat this, be this way. Well, at the time, 100%, I did. I would totally like, well, it depends like in no circumstance do you tell your coach do not speak to me in that way that's that was like maybe things are changing but like I would just totally but then in addition to that you get used to being spoken to in certain ways and you start not taking it personal because it's not personal it's about you're a machine and they're teaching you how to be a better machine so I I don't know if that's the, the right way to describe things but but that being said um my critical brain is very like mean (laughs) it's harsh sometimes it's a harsh truth sometimes it's harsh and other times it's a critical uh made up voice like a yeah a judge versus like a hard truth because honestly I can be hard on myself in a true in holding truth to that you know like 
Does that make sense to you? I mean, I can be hard on myself with a made up story being like you're fat and ugly and disgusting, or I can be like, okay, that was a huge mistake. Like, how are you going to fix it? Because that, that, both of those are hard on myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think what, and with that, I want to say most people are like that and they hold on to it and then they, they, it's, they can't overcome that. And mm-hmm. that's just stuck in their head and it replays over and over again. Yeah. Whereas what I have found is that I am able to, yeah, I'm very critical of myself and of what, yeah. you know, certain, but I'm able to get out of it like that. And I think that's, what's the trick that <laughs> tell us, how I do you do know, this, man? And that's the thing is, I think it's the work because mm-hmm. I never used to, like it used to really, really bother me. And now I'm just like, man, it's all good. And, and I think that's life experiences. I really do. It's the work, it's life experiences, changing the habits. You know how that works. I totally. You a lot of your habits. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably just so ingrained in you because of your past with your family, but then also with your career. So yeah, you just got to keep doing the work, girl. <laughs> just keep. Oh yeah. I am. I am <sighs> in it to win it. I'm the, I, this is my life. I, this is like, um, the life's work, the life's journey. And I'm happy to be on the train, the moving train that's always exploring. It's always moving forward. Okay. So I do want to um, give you some time here to talk about some of the ways that people can move forward with you in your community. Um, You do some different things here. You do masterminds. You have a membership that might be changing, you mentioned. Can you talk about those things a little bit? Sure. So the, the best way and the most exciting way to like hear more about me, learn more about me is through the move forward podcast and move is always with a U with me. So M U E forward. Um, so go check that out. I've got three episodes a week. And then the other thing is the move collective. So this is an online membership program. So it was basically people were wanting to be in these conversations. I was having like amazing people are coming on the podcast and like, I wish I could be in that conversation. It's like, so I built this community where people can come and be in on that conversation. So it's a zoom call and people come on. And now I'm also starting to do more of like, um, having different like fitness programs and self-care. Mm. So like, you know, just like more of that. So people can really like come and meditate and like, just have like different things that they can experience. And so where I'm shifting it is I'm wanting to do more of like, rather than it be like one full membership, we'll have a membership, but then also on top of that, have some paid events. So it's going to be like really cool, exciting events where you come and you pay a small fee, especially if you're a member, you would get like a smaller fee, um, for that, but then also putting it towards a, um, a foundation. So I really want to start supporting and giving back to Mm. the community and for different, um, foundations that I really care about. And so that's the best way that I, I've really thought that could be helpful. And then also other people, feel good too they're like I'm gonna do this workout and I'm giving back to this foundation so cool um, that's where that's gonna be shifting a little bit um and then yes I have masterminds I host with my business partner Shelby Hale and um the masterminds are so incredible like it's just so with a mastermind you ask a question to get supported and help from the community and it's really cool the connections that are made because yeah. people are coming from all over the place and they can give you help that they've been through or they know somebody who's been through cool. it um and we're excited because we're actually creating one that's going to be an elite mastermind so it's going to be a very small knit group of really incredible leaders who are already on that journey 
Mm-hmm. And we're looking to even le- up leveled even more. So uh, we're going to do some like getaways and like some like really spectacular things. So lots of things are coming. Um, but yeah, you guys can find me at um, on my website at themichellewolf.com. And Wolf is with an E at the end. Um, on Instagram at themichellewolf and Facebook as well. Um, but otherwise, the podcast is the main place where you're going to hear me chat and uh, share <laughs> share more like this amazing conversation yeah so good lots of gems in there and I uh I really also we didn't even get we didn't really really even talk about this how you're redefining self-care and your self-care advocate and I love I I really connect with people who are redefining what self-care is and changing the narrative from getting your nails done and going to the spa which is totally great nothing wrong with it but into the work having self-care be the work Yeah. And I will say just to make it quick and easy, so many people think that it's so tricky to get in that self-care or that self-care is only on a Sunday, but like self-care is you giving yourself a salad for lunch. Self-care is you choosing to have that massive glass of water as soon as you get out of your bed. Yeah. Mm Self-care is you rubbing oil and lotion all over your body because it's dry like Mm -hmm. it's you just taking those like little itty bitty moments of the day Mm -hmm. to like be quiet for yourself and find space for just you so it's it's self-care is is just really paying attention to what your body needs listening to it and giving it what it wants Mm -hmm. I love that we're going to end on that. That is a beautiful statement. Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on the show today. You are a ray of light and I'm so happy that we've connected. We're basically twins. We are are basically twins. (laughs) Have a great day. Okay, I'm over here giving you a big virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Lisa Unfiltered podcast. I can't believe how fast that flew by. And if you'd like more information, head over to elisaunfiltered.com for the show notes and all the links to all things Elisa Unfiltered. If you're looking for a new crew of body love, self-care and confidence builders, just like yourself, be sure to join my exclusive community over on Facebook. The link is waiting for you at elisaunfiltered.com. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.